0: Marshall, welcome to the conversation today.
1: Thanks, John. Glad to be here.
0: It's a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Arizona. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah, and today we're going to be talking about using Septemix to help others at work. And this is a new term for me. So as we were preparing for this episode, I was just doing a little bit of background uh, research into this. It's it's really interesting and fascinating. So I'm excited to explore this with you, and I think it, it'll provide listeners in the audience with some really great insights. As we get started, I wanted to share Jim's bio with everybody. Jim Marshall is a polymathic intellectual who has devoted over 50,000 hours to the study and practice of multiple dimensions of human potential and development. He received a classical education as an honor student at a Jesuit military prep school, was accepted into engineering school while still a junior in prep school and attended college on academic scholarship. Anything else you would like to highlight by way of your background or personal context before we jump in?
1: Well, I should say that I am the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena, which greatly aid in the understanding of people, from which I constructed the revolutionary practical philosophic system called Septemics, and published it in the book, Septemics: Hierarchies of Human Phenomena.
0: Very good. So, well, let's start with that then. What is Septemix? Uh, provide that in kind of in layman's terms, uh, an overview and a description for the audience.
1: Okay. Septemix is philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word Septemix means of or pertaining to seven. Septemix comprises a collection of scales or sequences each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 such scales, each of which is unique. And together, they span the spectrum of human experience. By which I mean, any problem, dilemma, situation, difficulty, etc., that any person has can successfully be analyzed by one or more of these scales, usually more than one
0: let's get into what some of these different scales are, you know, as we're trying to think about how this could be beneficial, why Septemix is significant. um, I think it would be helpful to understand better what these scales are because it's a big claim. It's a big claim to to say, you know, that you can address any uh, sort of human uh, behavior and potential issue uh, using this approach. Um, So can you describe that for us a little bit more?
1: Well, let me just tell you in a general way, how it's beneficial and then I can give you a more specific answer. Okay. Um, I wrote this book to help people. I've had a lifetime of helping people. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons up the scale, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down the scale, It's detrimental or negative. So you see, I'm giving you a yardstick, 35 yardsticks for you and phenomena. More importantly, just finding out what level you or another person is at on any scale is by itself enlightening and beneficial. Every time you correctly find a level, whether it's for you or for another, one always has a realization. That's one of the ways that you know you found the right level. And finally, once you know the actual level of a person on any scale, you can improve that person by moving them up one level at a time. All of these advantages represent major steps forward for society. Each of these scales is an axis against which to evaluate human behavior and combined they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto Unattainable by most. Now, as to a more specific answer, the best thing I can do is tell you the names of the thirty-five scales, which takes about a minute, yep. and then you know exactly what subject matter is covered in the book. There are ele- there are twenty-four individual scales, meaning they p- apply primarily to an individual, and eleven group scales, meaning they apply primarily to groups. These are the individual scales: the scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence. The scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, and the scale of reaction. And these are the group scales, the scale of relationships, the scale of life sphere's, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Any one of these scales by itself Could dramatically improve the life of the reader.
0: Very good. So maybe as an example, could you tell us a little bit more specifically about, say, the scale of relationships?
1: Sure. Let's say you have a buddy who's having relationship problems and you want to help him out, right? This guy complains to you all the time. I don't know what I'm going to do about my wife. She's contacting a divorce lawyer. She kicked me out of the house, blah, 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 right? So this is your buddy, so you want to help him. So you say, Joe, come over here. Let me show you something. And you open up the book to the scale of relationships and you show it to him. Now, what he's probably going to say is, you mean there's a scale of relationships? And you say, yes, this relationship that you've been complaining to me about for six months, where is it on this scale? He is going to want to know that because you're opening a door for him. Now, what's going to happen is in a matter of seconds, maybe 15, 20, 25 seconds, he will find a bracket. He will look at the scale and he will say something like, well, I can see right off the bat that levels one, two, and three don't apply to us because we're having a lot of trouble. See, so he got it down to four already. So then you say to him, okay, look, go ahead and read the text. And then you'll be able to get this exactly. He's gonna wanna do that. So he reads the text, you can help him as a tutor. And he comes back, looks at it again, he says, well, now that i read this, I can see we're at level five. No wonder we're having so much trouble. And he'll have a realization like that explains X, Y, and Z to him. Then you can say to him, now look at this scale and you open it up to the scale of sexuality. And he's gonna say, you mean there's a scale of sexuality? And you say, yes, you don't have to tell me if you don't want, but where are you on this scale? And he's gonna wanna know that. He will find a bracket. He'll say something like, well, I can see right off that six and seven have nothing to do with me. So it's one of these other ones. And it's definitely not one or two because I don't even understand those. So it's either two, three or four. Okay, great, go ahead and read it. And then you can get it exactly. So he reads it, comes back and he finds it. Now, again, he may not wanna tell you what the level is, but for his own illumination, he'll, you know, he'll say or he'll think, ah, I'm at level four. That explains why I can't get along with Gertrude. You see? Now, I could keep going like this. I could give you another half a dozen scales. Because in a relationship, it's complicated and many sure. scales are to apply. Well,
0: and maybe it would be helpful to understand the levels of, of that scale. Um, just as an example, with relationships, what would those levels look like?
1: Uh, well, I'd have to open the book and, and tell you what they are.
0: Hold on a second. I think that could be helpful because I think anytime we have typologies or scales or um, kind of levels of development, um, I, I can find them to be very useful. And from a self-reflective standpoint, like you said, it's right. nice to kind of know uh, where you might fit uh, within a That's given right. typology. Um, and then, and then it gives you an idea of where you can go, but yeah, having a better idea of what those are would be helpful.
1: Okay. So, uh, these are the seven levels. I'm going to start at the, at the bottom and bring you up. Okay. These are the seven basic types of relationships. All relationships fit into one of these. And if it seems like it's something else, it's a subset. Okay. Level seven is obsession, which is a fixation. Level six is enmity, which is hatred. Level five is disassociation, which is dislike. Level four is association, which is neutral. Level three is friendship, which is liking someone. Level two is harmony, which is love. And level one is unity, which is duplication.
0: Okay, so levels. yeah, so... so. You're you're saying, I I would think normally you would start at like level one, move up to level seven. You're saying we tend to start at level seven, we move down to level one uh, over time as we develop relationships with others, is that correct?
1: Well, every scale is unique. Some of the scales, most of the scales, everyone enters at a specific place. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, For example, um, the scale of evaluation, for example, everyone enters at a level four. There are no exceptions. And then you can go up or down, okay? Some skills you enter at level seven. Some skills you enter at level one. Now, normally, one would enter a relationship at level four, which is association. You start Mm -hmm. out neutral, right? Somebody says, "Uh, John, I'd like you to meet Mary. Hello, Mary. See? That's the beginning of your relationship. You're neutral. Now, it could go up or it could go down. Right, Okay. Now, what's really important in these scales is that I have the correct order, and this is something that I know axiomatically to be correct from my lifetime of working with this. I'd like to tell you how I found this, because that will explain a lot to you viewers. So the story really starts when I was accepted into engineering school at age 16. Now, of course, I thought at the time I was going to be engineering physical things, like airfoils, motors, gears, chemicals, or whatever. But by the time I had my bachelor's degree, I realized I wanted to engineer the human psyche because because that is the area of greatest unknown and greatest mystery. And more importantly, it's the area in which we as a race are failing miserably. 95% of the problems in industrialized society are because people don't understand people, don't understand the spouse, don't understand the son, don't understand the politician, don't understand the boss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this book solves that problem across 35 axes. So to make a long story short, I had a long career as a human development engineer, working one-on-one with hundreds of clients for cumulatively thousands of hours. As I was doing this, I started to notice incidentally that I could predict the outcome of the session, meaning a guy would commit to me with some something bothering him, whatever it is. I can't keep a job, whatever it is, right? So we take this up. And I started noticing early on, I could very often know what the outcome of the session is going to be. Now, I did not ever tell this to anyone, but I made notes. And after a while, I came to realize that the client was at a specific level on a specific scale that I had previously observed in others. And that as a result of our interaction, he'd go up to the next highest level. Now this happened thousands and thousands of times over a period of 40 years. And every time it did, it verified my hypothesis. So I never told anybody this, Uh, but I made notes, I made careful notes. And by about 1995, I had about 32 scales that I had just observed empirically. There's no theory of septemics. So I had one scale in particular that by then was a six-level scale that I knew was workable, was correct, because I had been using it for many decades. And I was pondering a difficult client one day, and I realized that that client was at a level on that scale that I had not previously observed. So... It was obvious to me when I saw what that level was, where to insert it. When I inserted that seventh level into the sixth level scale, the scale manifested mathematically, which is to say all of these mathematical data jumped out at me. Now, that is the whole point of mathematics. You start with a formula or an equation and you coax data out of it. That is how Einstein found E equals mc squared. That is what we do in STEM subjects. So when I saw this, I said, whoa, I don't know what this is, but whatever it is, it has to be natural law because it has mathematics embedded in it. So then I said, wait a minute, I wonder how many of these other scales are actually seven level scales that had not been developed all the way because I wasn't developing anything. I was just helping my clients and making notes. So then, knowing what I was looking for, I I studied these other scales. And in a short period of time, each of them went to seven levels. And as it did, it manifested mathematically. So in a short period of time, I had about 32 scales, all of which had mathematics embedded in them. And I said, whoa, I think I found a new subject here. And then I said, I could really help people with this data. Because I saw that I could go from helping people by the hundreds, which is what I had been doing as human development engineer, to helping people by the millions if I put this data in a book and get it out so people could use it. So then I said, I have to write a book. And I spent the next 25 years of my life writing this book. So the first draft of it was finished in December of 95. I sent it to colleagues of mine, all of whom had graduate degrees in a variety of subjects, and they all loved it. They had different responses, but very positive responses. And that told me, okay, this is what I think it is. So, then I had to, uh, in order to create this subject, first I had to discover the phenomena, and I pretty much told you how that was done. Although I did find three more skills while I was writing the book, then I had to take this data and use it to craft a workable philosophic system. Now you have to understand as an engineer, I'm only interested in facts and results. To engineering opinions and beliefs are utterly irrelevant. So it took 20 years to craft this into a workable philosophic system that would work for anyone. Then the most difficult part was expressing this in a way that would make sense to the average reader. And I know I succeeded at that because I've been watching people use this now for 28 years. People get this. They look at it and they say, yeah, I see. This is cool. They get it. And the reason they get it is it's natural law. It's just like when you look at the Pythagorean theorem, it doesn't take too long to look at it and say, yeah, I see how this works. You You get it and then you don't forget it. You keep it for the rest of your life because it's natural law. Or the Fibonacci sequence, same thing. When you first get it, it's a little puzzling. Then you look at it and say, "Oh, I, I can see this is in pine cones. It's in uh, seashells. It's it's in that. It's in nature. It's there." So uh, people get this because it's natural, and then they use it to figure out what to do in their lives.
0: Can Can you describe for as an example? You know, perhaps someone. Like you said, many people have used this. Um, have have you read your book? Have have used these materials to help them? Um, let's focus in on the workplace here for a minute. Do you okay. have any examples come to mind of individuals who have utilized this um, to enhance and improve their situation in the workplace? And if so, yes. how? How so?
1: Yes. First of all, as you might recall from my recitation a few minutes ago, there is a scale of management. Management. Is a synonym of organization. When you organize, you manage. When you manage, you organize. I have gotten it down to the seven ineluctable f- functions of management. Anybody who's managing anything needs that scale, because not only are the seven functions there, they're in the sequence that they exist, and that scale dovetails with another scale called the scale of human ability, uh, where. When a person has an ability, it's at one of seven levels. Now, this is significant if you're managing anything because you have to match the person's ability to the managerial level. For example, if a person is a professional, you want him to produce. You don't want to put him in uh, an executive capacity. He's not up to that. However, if a guy's an expert, then you put him in quality control. And he will get all the producers to do their jobs better. You don't want him to merely produce because he's an expert. So I'm I'm giving you a tiny shred of what this is about. But if you look at these two scales, which dovetail, you'll see this is a major epiphany in the whole field of employment, uh, human resources, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, very interesting. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, there are lots of different typologies out there that are utilized in different settings, relationships and business, um, et cetera. Um, so this sounds like uh, another set of of typologies, or you term them as scales to better understand where, where we're at. Uh, it's a self-reflective tool to be able to understand uh, where I might be at and how I can better interact with those around me. Uh, one thing that I'm always caught very cautious of is is being too prescriptive or dogmatic with these types of typologies or tools. Uh, and so, you know, personally, let, let's take Myers Briggs for example, a common personality um, uh, typology. So you, you get a quadrant and you you find out where you're you're at in the quadrant. Um, I think it's a really useful tool from a standpoint of self reflection and just general understanding of where i might be at but it's it's an imperfect tool um and and so i'm not gonna be overly rigid with myself but one thing i definitely don't think is appropriate is for me to go around like analyzing other people and saying oh i'm this on myers-briggs and you're this on myers-briggs and therefore xyz you know that becomes counterproductive and even potentially damaging to interactions and relationships. So I'm wondering how you make sense of that with, with your scales uh, with Septemix.
1: I have cautioned everyone I have ever discussed this subject with, never tell the level of any person on any scale, whether it's yourself or another. If you find your level on a certain scale, don't go around telling people That data is for you to use yourself. Or if you find somebody else, you don't have to tell the person. You see, every time you correctly find a level, you have an epiphany. You say, oh, now I understand why my parents can't get along or something like that. So if you tell the guy, you are depriving him of that realization. So this is not hard to do. You show him the scale and you say, take a look at the scale. And you see, usually you're going to do this in a a context that you already have some insight in. You know, like a guy is having trouble running his business, right? You show him the scale of management. Just say, look at this, Fred. And Fred looks at it and says, oh, this is cool. A scale of management, see? And if he reads the chapter, he'll see, how this fits together like a Chinese puzzle, and he'll be able to analyze his business. You don't tell him, you let him figure it out himself.
0: Yeah, I, I and, like this the self-discovery piece. I think that's super helpful. That lends itself to greater growth and development of individuals as we go through the process of self-discovery. And and like you said, you know, sometimes you're looking at it and and you know, it's it's important when we hold a mirror up in front of us to, to know that sometimes we're going to see things that we didn't expect and we have to learn to be comfort and comfortable in our discomfort. And so sometimes we could look at a typology or in this case, the septemic, the septemic scales and we may not see ourselves in it and we may be really quick to just say, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Um, but we also need to just, if we're being really self-reflective, um, you know, then then that's a, a healthy process to to discover whether or not something applies to you, whether it doesn't or or if it does. Uh, and then you can set it aside ultimately if it really doesn't, but perhaps you'll find that it does in ways that you hadn't thought about before. Maybe you had been a little bit oblivious to before. So I think that self-reflective process is, is super helpful.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say that uh, the data in this book are vital for every human being because every person is at some level on every scale. Now, you can ignore that data, but it's much smarter to use it. Read it and use it. It's just like the signage on the road. If you take your car out on the road, there's all kinds of signage that you are required by law to obey. There's a stop sign, no left turn, dotted line, solid line, speed limit, etc., etc. And if you don't obey those, you will get in a lot of trouble. There are hundreds of bad things that can happen to you as a result of not obeying the signage. This book is the signage across 35 axes. It tells you where the edge of the road is. And accordingly, it can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. I have done the heavy lifting by figuring this out. And I'm just giving it to people. It's very easy to get very inexpensively. And all you need is the book. Once you get the book, you don't need anything else except maybe a dictionary, but I would say that for every book in the world.
0: Yeah, well, thank you, Jim. This has just been a fun conversation as I've learned a little bit more about Septemics and your approach. Uh, I know at the time I need to let you go. As we wrap up, I just want to encourage the audience to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what Jim can do for you. And maybe, Jim, real quick, share with us where they can find your book.
1: Well, I invite your listeners to go to my website, which is septemics.com, S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S, where you can see what many readers have said, what many journalists have written. You can read the reviews. You can read sections of the book itself. And you can listen to the pre-recorded Introduction to Septemix, which will explain it in about 15 minutes to a new person. And uh, it tells you where to get the book. It's, it's available wherever books are sold. Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, it's, it's an easy book to find. Just type Septemix into a search engine and you'll get hundreds of responses. Amazon usually comes up first.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Jim, it's been a pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected. Find out more about what Jim can do for you. Check out the book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. That you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe. And please join us again soon.